This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more. Just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome everybody to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, I didn't talk to you at all yesterday, so happy Father's Day. Thank you. I hope it was a nice Father's Day for everybody out there, whether it's a good day or a bad day or a weird day for you. I hope it was whatever you needed it to be. Uh, I had a lovely day with my in-laws in the morning and my parents in the afternoon, and uh, the weather cooperated. <laughs> we had like right in the middle of the day, horrible, horrible storms, and then it cleared up for dinner, so it was perfect. Couldn't have had a better day. And we just got our patio finished in our backyard, um, which was like our screw it. It's We're, we're going to be pretty much stuck at home the entire summer. We might as well enjoy our yard. So probably bought something we couldn't afford, but it's done, and it's gotten to work out this weekend. So it was very, very good. How about you? How was your weekend? Uh, it was fine. Yeah, yesterday went over to my in-laws to see my father-in-law and had we pretty much just drank and grilled out. Had some That's ribs, it. had some chicken. What was the best thing you ate? We had, in the morning, uh, Hope made an egg frittata with uh, red pepper, or I'm sorry, uh, bell peppers and onions and cheese, pepper jack cheese. That was delicious. Um, and then we had Chinese food in the in the evening. My dad loves Chinese food and haven't hasn't had it in a long time because he's had some stomach issues. He's dealing with a necrotic gallbladder that he's had since February. He's finally getting his gallbladder removed on July eighth, whatever that Monday is, the second Monday of July. Mm-hmm. So he's finally got the surgery planned so he can get rid of the damn bag that he's had with him for six months. But it was, it was kind of tough because he was having he's got a hiatal hernia like right in his diaphragm that they can't really repair it's too high risk for him so some foods give him trouble and he was having trouble with the Chinese food and I could see how frustrated he was because he just loves it it's one of his favorite things but he was just really really struggling with it he's like I'm gonna take it home and I'm gonna eat it standing up I'm like whatever you need to do dad. <laughs> like, it's Father's Day whatever makes you happy right <laughs> if you want to stand up and eat go for it. So, uh, yeah, other than that, it was really, really good. Um, but, yeah, I think that the Chinese food, I have not had egg foo young in a while, which is, like, one of the things that uh, was always a staple when we ordered Chinese food when I was a kid. And if you've not had it, 
Egg foo young is a mixture of eggs and sprouts, and just a little bit of sprouts, and meat, whatever meat you want. We used to do shrimp, but now that my dad and wife have a shrimp allergy, we do. We, I think we did chicken last night. And that's really, and it's got a gravy on it, like an, almost like an American gravy. Uh, that was terrific. I haven't had that in a really long time. And then the Mongolian beef is one of my go-tos. Really spicy, like big hunks of, it's, it's almost like hunks of steak. Uh, tremendous. So that that was the best thing I had. How about you? I think it was the short ribs. Well, that, that yes. Yeah, my brother-in-law <laughs> made some short ribs. So, uh, yeah, those were those were very much ideal. On the grill, so you had, like, the caramelization, like the barbecue mm-hmm. sauce and stuff. So that was fantastic. We brought uh, pasta salad because, like, Colleen's brother texts us and it's like, I already got the chicken. I already got the ribs. I already got this and that. And we were like, uh, okay. So <laughs> like what do we bring? bring? Yeah. yeah. So, well, that, see that, that that's my mom is she's like, what am I going to bring to, uh, I'm like, just bring dessert. Cause that's all she wants to do anyway. Yeah. And of course she brings two, ca- there's my dad, my mom, me, hope and Addie. She brings two cakes and two cans of whipped cream. I go, mom, wh- who do you think's coming? Like what? <laughs> what? Oh, she also brought like two. They're from Costco, like microwavable chocolate chip cookies. They're mm-hmm. like six inches in diameter, and uh, they're delicious. So two of those and two cakes for five people. Wow, like, mom. It's like, well, just give it to your friends. I'm like, mom, I don't have anywhere to put this. My fridge is full already. I'm a fat person. Shouldn't it be less full then? Well, you know, we just went shopping. Oh, okay. Fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Hope started doing this. Uh, she started uh, working at the Farmhouse Academy in, I think it's Mokina, technically. It's a place where you can kind of go rent out a kitchen or you can take a class for kids or adults or whatever. And she started working there. So when she has classes and there's leftovers, she's been bringing that stuff home. So we got a fridge full of, like, you know, the big double pints of salsa and we got a lot of stuff in our fridge right now. We got to have a salsa. We have it have a fridge clean out party soon. So are you going to so are you like making suggestions of like what she should be teaching that day? You know, yeah. honey, I, I I'm really thinking barbecue chicken is what you guys should do today. I really think the the class would love to learn about deep fried Oreos and their origin stories and oh, all those yes. things. But you mentioned uh pasta salad. I love pasta salad, man. I could yeah. eat that. It's so good, and, you know, salad. I know we, we typically scoff at salad, but uh, the Italian dressing or whatever the dressing is, it's probably Italian dressing, and the, uh, it's so good. on a, on a That's one of those great barbecue items where you would think by losing its its coldness it would lose some, you know, quality, but no. It's good outside or inside. I love pasta salad. Yep, and it's really easy to make with uh, with the – box that we get at the store where it's just pretty much you know it makes it fairly idiot proof so even i could prepare that if i absolutely had to i didn't however i probably could if absolutely necessary and yeah that's the other thing about this week by the way of just how hot it was so this was an this was another one of those you know for the fat community we have to check on each other make sure <laughs> yes. that we're all set you know i'm good now again because i have the the wall unit for the air conditioning so it was the perfect time to get that with how warm this week was but yeah absolutely it's uh check on your fellow fats that you know always check on the elderly check on your family and then check on your fellow fats in these really hot temperatures 
especially when the humidity is getting up there too. Like you mentioned, it's been kind of raining on and off, and I guess it's supposed to today as well in the Chicagoland area that you really need to keep an eye on your fellow fats out there. Well, I had uh, our buddy Tobias. I'm going to jump ahead to a specific Ask a Fat in this spirit. By the way, if you ever need advice on how to stay cool, hit us up at imfatpod at gmail.com, twitter.com slash imfatpod, or facebook.com slash imfatpod. We're very easy to find. But Tobias says in his Ask a Fat, we're going to jump ahead to, he says, have you discovered the glory of Hanes X-Temp mesh performance boxer briefs? You may forget the delights of Gold Bond in their favor. So I saw this, immediately ordered some. They arrived yesterday, and this is a bit of a fat fashion, Rick. Mm-hmm. I ordered the XL because it said, like, you know, typical to your size, whatever. Sure. Too big. XLs were too big. I had to go order the large. I feel shame. <sighs> however, however, in this sort of a situation, you want them to be snug. They have to be snug. You can't have loose boxer briefs. Yeah, this especially is true. in the in the hot weather. Things will stick together that way. I'm still judging. I know. I, I feel am. bad. It, it, oh, I know. I'm like uh, large. I haven't worn a large since like third grade. Yeah, that's well, you know. All right. I I don't know. I think it's maybe Haynes has done like um, what was it? There was a store for like plus size women not lane bryant oh it's called torrid torrid so it was like a hot, not like hot topic but it was like a, a lane bryant for younger girls like okay. for teenagers and because it was a plus size store they changed all their sizes to be like oh here you wear a medium which is probably like a extra large just for to make it feel better i guess was sure. the idea Maybe people, maybe the, the fine people at Haynes know that if someone's ordering X temp mesh performance boxer briefs, <laughs> they're probably doing it because they've got a sweaty problem down there. So maybe they're trying to make people feel better about themselves with the sizes. That could be it. And speaking of Haynes, yesterday I went to Meyer and I saw that Haynes is selling masks. Like for uh, you know, the COVID masks. Yeah. And they come in like the black and red underwear cardboard box but someone clearly was curious and and opened one i mean it looks like it would work but it definitely feels like you're wearing underpants on your face (laughs) does it have a fly (laughs) (laughs) it's got the no it's got the 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 wiener removal pouch uh, thing at the front yeah (laughs) you can put a straw through the top of it is like (laughs) the top's an elastic band with like two red stripes no no (laughs) It's just, it's just white with you know elastic ear straps, but it very much looks like you're wearing underwear on your face. Uh, so I was like, well, you know, I could use a mask, but I'm not. Uh, this is not going to be the one I buy. Come in, sell it in gray, sell it in black, whatever. The white underwear on my face is not, you know, it's just a matter of time, like before I breathe through it too much, mm-hmm. and then there's like a little discoloration in the middle that people are really going to ask questions. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I mean, it's it's so it's hot enough outside that when you have to wear a mask too, oh, it's oh, tough. Yeah, especially with the beard. Like the yeah. beard makes that part of it worse. And I'll be honest, I am uh, I'm starting to to grow fairly impatient with the beard. <laughs> now it may be when I get my hair cut that I just kind of 
trim it down to be pretty close to similar with the haircut. But right now I've got about two, two just over two months of grow on this thing. And it is, uh, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, see, my beard right now, too, is really out of control. It's probably the longest it's ever been because my hair is the longest it's been in a long time. And I, and I feel like if I shave my beard short and my hair is still in the condition it is, it's going to look weird. But it is getting a little like everyone who sees me comments on it. But they've also like, oh, I like your beard that way. I'm like, no, you don't. You just want to talk about it. <laughs> you don't want to be rude. And so you're like, oh, I like it. It's really long. It's really curly or whatever. Uh, I might just take the beard trimmer to it and 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 hack it down a little bit because it, it definitely needs it. But you know, until I get my hair cut, I don't really know what to do. And now I've gotten to the point where my hair is so long that I've sort of turned the corner from bad hair to you can do slightly stuff with less. It. Yeah, I can kind. Of, it's a different kind of look for me. And hopes like yeah, it kind of looks good. Like if you do it the right way, it kind of works out. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm just kind of getting sick of it. Yeah, that that takes effort too. Yeah, I'm not into that no. in any way, shape, or form. All right, so I feel like you need to redeem yourself. Oh, yeah. So you did mention that you have made a trip to Long John Silver's, so uh, I hope you can redeem yourself with this at least. I did, and that's. Uh, I think I talked to you before about the time I went and there was no one in the drive-thru and they were surprised I was there. Yes. That was not the case when I went last week. There were a lot of people in the drive-thru, as is kind of the case everywhere now. Because of, you know, you can't go in the restaurant to eat or whatever. And some people just bail on the more popular places because they don't want to wait. So I was third in line at Long John Silver's. And, and a funny thing, there was an old lady in front of me. Like, old, old lady. And she pulled way past the, like, way past the microphone to <laughs> order. So she's, like, literally shouting at the, at the uh, ordering board. But no one can hear her. So I literally pull up and I'm, like, listening out my window. I'm like, okay, she wants a number three. With a rip ear. Wow. And fries. Yeah. So I had like place Public to order service. for her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, you know, I wanted her because it's one of the uh, Long John Silver's A&W combos. Okay. So the rip ear, that's, that's clutch. Having the, and they have the diet A&W there, too, which is huge. Only them and uh, Culver's have diet rip ear. That's, a, that's totally clutch. I love that. But, yeah, that was pretty funny. But, man, I'm telling you, if you've not been to Long John Silver's, and you can get your brain willing to eat through an inch or two of batter before you reach the meat. <laughs> yes. You'll love Long John Silver's. There, if you like fried food, there are very few places better. They literally serve it in like a cardboard box. Like, you know, when you go to B-dubs, like that kind of a box, a takeout box of B-dubs? Mm-hmm. Um, they, so they put your, I usually do two pieces of fish and a piece of chicken and it comes with fries and some hush puppies. They put all in the box and then they take leavens of fried batter and scoop it into your thing. So you have literally like little edible crumbs of batter that fell off a piece of fish or whatever. They literally will scoop that and put it in your box. Phrasing. <laughs> and then, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then the new artwork on the cardboard box says something about like warm like you love the warm crumbs and stuff they acknowledge that they're literally putting pieces of fried batter in the box for you like as if this deep fried fish and or chicken or shrimp is not enough for you we're also going to give you some extra dough batter to that's, snack on that's between pretty bites. awesome 
Lunch on Silvers is great. I will I will fight anybody who says otherwise. Again, you are making the acknowledgement and you're making the admission that, yeah, eating here is going to shorten my life significantly. But if you're willing to do that, you're hard-pressed to find a better, more satisfying meal. I swear to God, I love Lunch on Silvers. You will pass out from heat exhaustion on that hill? <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> okay. Hell, halfway up the hill. I'm not going to make it all the way. That's fair. Because <laughs> I lunch on silvers half a week ago. Okay, so I had a fast food experience, too. Finally, in my area, uh, so on 38 in Glen Ellen, a Raising Cane's opened. Mm. And I had not had this. I'd driven by the one by the Fox Valley Mall a few times. But I finally made, you know, I made a point when Colleen was working. I had all this time to myself and I actually had a car to be able to, you know, go indulge myself in whatever food I wanted. So I give them credit, A, because their fast food was pretty efficient, considering the line was probably around a dozen cars, which makes a lot of sense because, like you mentioned, a lot of fast foods are busier than normal and it's pretty new. I think it's been open less than a couple weeks so I give them credit for that. However, I got so I got the box, the box combo, which was four tenders because all they have are tenders. Four tenders. You get fries, Texas toast, and coleslaw. I'm not a coleslaw guy, so you're able to freely substitute between those three things. So I got a second piece of Texas toast, which the Texas toast, very good. It's not the biggest slice in the world or anything like that. However. It's really good, so I was satisfied with that. The fries were fine. The thing yeah, was... Yeah, crinkle cut, right? Yeah, crinkle cut fries. Yeah. Now, the thing is that I, I should mention is the drive from there, from there to my place is around 10 minutes. So there's going to be a little bit of deterioration, and I'm trying to grade, you know, grade on yeah. a curve here. The fries were, were pretty pretty flimsy. Mm. which was disappointing. I think if it's one of those where maybe if they had done like a second fry, like double fry those, it probably would have been okay, but I think they only did the one. And I hate to say I was disappointed with the chicken because once I got got home and I didn't, you know, obviously wait for anything else, I just washed my hands and went down, you know, set everything down to eat. The breading was starting to come off. The chicken was a little tough. So I don't know if it's just, hey, new location. They're still working through, you know, some of the early issues that a restaurant will have. But I'll be honest, it's nowhere near Fry the Coop. It's nowhere near Popeye's. It's nowhere near just in terms of chicken quality of Chick-fil-A. So it's uh, I was I was a little bit disappointed by my Raising Cane's experience. I will try it again. Yeah. Just to, you know, see if it was just a, a one time thing. But yeah, so I, I don't like giving bad reviews on this podcast because food's good. Yeah. It's all of it, it's varying levels of good, but this was a little disappointing considering what I had heard going into that experience. So I had a similar experience, and I'm going to say I also had the one in Oak Lawn right after it opened. And yeah, I, we ate it in store, and it was crazy busy. Like we had to wait for a table, they were very much in the early stages of opening. So all that acknowledged. But here's my thing. If you have one item on your menu and one side item, you've got chicken tenders and fries. Those chicken tenders and those fries need to be perfect. 
Mm-hmm. If you're going to feature w- literally one item on your menu, how can you possibly say, like, okay, well, they're fine. Eh, it was pretty good. Like, I'm not going to go. And the other thing is, oh, you want barbecue sauce? No, we don't have that. Right. What? Like, it's one thing to have, like, okay, we really like our the cane sauce. It's our thing. We've specially developed it. You give me one menu item, one sauce option, and that's it? And it's still like, okay, it's fine. Like, I'll try it again. Like you said, Rick, I want to try it now that it's been open for probably about two years now in the Oakland location. But I've only had it once. I really felt no motivation to go back and try it again. I wasn't like, oh, I got to have that again. I was like, eh, whatever. If I'm if I'm on a road trip and I see one and it's the only thing close and I'm fine, I'll grab it. But I would I had I had very little motivation to go back. And I'll tell you, like chicken tenders are one of my favorite things in the world. Oh, same. Because they're just they're almost the, the replacement level on them is is very high. Mm-hmm. They're going to be pretty good wherever you go. But he, I was thinking, I'm all right. This is going to be life changing. This is a place that only does chicken fingers. They're going to be perfect, and they were fine. They were just fine. They felt like a menu item from like a Chili's or an Applebee's, where it's like one of the seven hundred things on the menu. And like, okay, it was fine. It was good. I might order that again sometime, but I'm not going to go back for it. A place like Raising Cane's, and again, you and I are both openly admitting we had new locations when we tried it. It was underwhelming to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm already thinking about, of course, uh, what I'm going to have for lunch today. And well, it I is might, 1030. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I got to I have to start thinking about it early because there's so many options. Uh, but I'm already thinking of like, yeah, maybe I'll get uh, I'll get chicken because I was kind of underwhelmed by that. Now, I had that that we're recording Monday morning. Uh, I had it Saturday afternoon and usually I'm pretty if I get like really good chicken, I'm pretty satisfied for at least like two days. But this didn't even do that. So I'm looking at, oh, darn, I might just have to go to Popeye's or uh, or fry the coop today. You know, I'll really have to bite that bullet. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's a tough sacrifice to make. I have today off. I took a four day weekend just because I've got so much vacation time and I don't really see as to when I'm going to be able to use it anytime soon. Yeah. So I'm just going to start stacking four day weekends when I can. Um, so, yeah, today the, the world is my oyster. So I'm going to go find myself some lunch, maybe just take a ride by myself or get Addie out of the house while Hope does some work or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to find something good for lunch. Speaking of that, um, I've mentioned on the podcast before that I had a somewhat recent experience. Last summer, I had Domino's Pizza for the first time in, I mean, literally maybe 15, 20 years, aside from an order of wings when I'm out of town, like getting to the hotel late at night, like it's the only thing open, like yeah. bring me some boneless wings. So I had Domino's actual pizza Last summer, for the first time forever, I got the pan, and I was like, this is really good. But I qualified it. I was outside. I was at a kid's pool party. I was starving. It was hot, and anything would have made me feel, you know, satisfied at that moment. So Addie and I are sitting around like, let's, you know, I I don't want to spend a ton of money, but I have a taste for pizza. I'm done. Like, I've had too many Jack's pizzas over quarantine. Like, I don't even want them anymore. So I'm like, let's just try Domino's again. Ordered it up online, super easy. Uh, you know, it was ready in like 15 minutes. Went there, they brought it to my car, got home. It was excellent. Second time in a row. Huh. The Domino's pan pizza. And again, I'm not putting it up against Rosangela's or Aurelio's or any of the, you know, 
Chicago tavern style all stars. But as far as crappy, cheap takeout pizza goes, the Domino's pan pizza is excellent. And it comes with the Papa John style garlic dipping sauce. Okay. And I think it's almost identical. I could, it, maybe Domino's was a little bit thicker than uh, Papa John's, but I mean, I was very, very pleased with it. It was, I think it came out, we got a medium pizza, which was maybe eight slices or so for me and Addie. Mm-hmm. It was like $8. That's not bad. <laughs> it's so cheap. It's like, why would, I mean, it's a great, and we've got a Marco's pizza by us too, which is usually attached to family videos mm-hmm. uh, for the few cities remaining with family videos. And that's pretty good too. And that had been kind of like when we get the group together, like our big group of friends, if we're ever able to do that again, when we feed the kids, we usually get four or five Marco's pizzas because it's cheap and the kids all eat it. But Domino's might may have may have de- de- or what about dethroned uh, Marco's. It was I was very impressed with Domino's pan pizza. So I don't know, check it out if you're you know if you've got uh, ten bucks and you you got a craving for some pizza and you want it quick, the Domino's pan very very solid. I got sausage on it by the way for the record. So I remember though last summer the pepperoni was really good too. So. I was impressed. Very much liked it. I've got a Domino's like five minutes from my place, so I might have to do that one of the days this week just to try it for myself because I've had the, you know, just the regular Domino's pizza, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But to have the the pan is interesting. Like, because when I think pan fast food, I think obviously Little Caesars, I think Jets, uh, but I yeah, haven't had I will the say Domino's version. It's not that thick. It's almost like um, maybe comparable to Pizza Hut a little bit. Okay. And that it's doughy, and the cru- like at the end of it, the crust to sauce gap is maybe two or three inches. Okay. But it's not like a squared off, like a you know, like a like a Jets pizza. It's like squared off, like a Detroit yeah. style. It's not like that, but it is a thicker, doughier pizza than your tr- traditional uh, Domino's. But it, it was really good. So yeah, check it out. Just get it on the way to whatever else you're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. It's an appetizer. That's true. Tomato, I mean, that's that's a vegetable. That's healthy. Right. You're going to get your protein from the uh, sausage or pepperoni, whatever you go with. Mm-hmm. Dairy with the cheese. That's a that's a perfect appetizer in my mind. Makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, so, yeah. Jay, with it being a hot you know hot week, uh, how has the Doctor Squatch uh, experience been? With, you know, I'm sure needing more showers than than normal with how hot this week's been. Well, I'm very excited about taking more showers lately because I get to use Dr. Squatch. And it's funny, I've been telling my friends about Dr. Squatch and they're like, you don't, come on, like you don't really believe. I'm like, I'm telling you guys, I ordered it. I reached out to them for the podcast because I loved it. Like, this is a product I really believe in. So I why, why not get them on board with the podcast? Because I'm going to sell the hell out of it. I got the cold brew uh soap the other day oh that smells so good and yesterday Addie took a shower with it and came outside we're sitting outside and i'm like you smell amazing and she's like yeah i use this like because sometimes when you shower you can't smell it on yourself right for whatever reason but she came out smelled great and then this morning i came downstairs and she gave me a hug i'm like you still smell like dr squatch it's incredible so go to drsquatch.com place an order of 20 dollars or more use promo code i'm fat to save on your order, again, you got to add twenty dollars to your car- to your cart for it to work and for it to help us out. But we really appreciate it. Pick up a couple thick bricks of soap. Get the hair care kit, which is tremendous. 
you're going to want to get the soap saver if you don't already have one because that's going to make your soap last longer and that is the key to a happy life lasting longer but just this week dr squatch released two liquid soaps hand soaps so that you can kind of take them on the go with you as you need to so drsquatch.com take squatch quiz it'll help you find out exactly what sort of soap you need rick you know you can testify to this that i had the driest bloodiest most cracked hands in the world and after just a few days of using dr squatch my hands are soft and smooth again i absolutely love it drsquatch.com use promo code i'm fat to save and to help out rick and me and you guys have really responded with dr squatch it's been incredible we got our first payout uh for the month and we were blown away by how many people have already jumped on to dr squatch i got a couple emails yesterday from people placing new orders so thank you so much for your support you will not regret it it is a great gift for the man in your life or the woman in your life that aloe sent uh there my wife my daughter all use it and love it it's tremendous drsquatch.com promo code i'm fat me 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 but also you the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Today on News 4 at 4. It's one of the most anticipated lists of the year. Consumer Reports top new vehicle picks. Susan Hogan is working for you, showing you the safest, most reliable cars for your money. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Many kids in our area are back to in-person learning, and we are helping you keep them safe in the classroom. We're working for you. Small steps you can take at home to protect them at school and expert advice to ease anxiety for you and the kids. This week on News 4 Today on NBC4. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. First question is as much a suggestion as it is a question. It's from Chappie who asks, have you guys tried bumper to burger in Lombard? If not, you should. They use the goat of buns, a Martin's potato roll. Oh, yes. Any sort of potato roll is the goat that is correct mm-hmm. bumper to burger i'm looking this up right now i that's, i've actually that's been closest to you yeah oh, tell me about it it's right down the street uh one thing i know that really separates it and mind you if i sound fairly ignorant in how i describe this uh you know i'm just dumb so there's that it's yeah we know it's halal approved <laughs> oh cool yeah so that's a huge thing um, just because of like the, how diverse of an area that I live in, which I really appreciate. So it's one of the places that really made sure to make that a priority. Uh, I really like the burger. It's a, I'm trying to think of, it's almost five guys ish okay. in a way. I really, they really focus on the quality of the burger, obviously the quality of the bun. And it's funny that when I saw that, I have uh, Martin's potato rolls sitting up on top of the fridge right now from last weekend when we grilled out a little bit. But uh, but yeah, so I really enjoyed the burger. It, it's I wouldn't say it's top tier, like the elite of the elite, but it's probably just below that. And they give you a good amount of fries. So once again, kind of in that like 
five guys type mold. <laughs> or so, way, way, way too many fries. Yes, yes pretty much. <laughs> so uh, Colleen and I have gotten it a couple times. Uh, we're, we both have an appreciation for a really good burger. And it's one that we've gone back to a couple times. So I recommend people going to, I believe there are a couple of different locations. The one, I'm looking at her website and I only see the one. Okay, maybe I'm lying. Uh, but yeah, because that one opened up around here, it was a couple months ago. Eh, maybe like six months ago. And the other thing that kind of separates them is they, they put their logo on the top of each bun. So you get oh, that's a, cool. a, a like little toasted in. Yeah, exactly. So you get the little bit of toast there too. But I highly recommend it if you're in the Lombard area. If you're on 38 or 64, uh, it's on Main Street. So if you just had, it's between those two main roads. So if you're on 38, head to, take the left towards six or head towards 64. If you're on 64, head towards 38. You will run into Bumper to Burger. I highly recommend it. They have their own bumper sauce, which, mind you, I have not tried yet uh, because the first time I try something, I don't want too many variables. So they ha- it's, it's a tangy and zesty signature sauce. Those are good adjectives. Yes. I'll probably try it the next time we end up going there. It might actually, hmm, that's another lunch option because it's so you close can wrap it up in your. You could wrap it up in your Domino's. That's true. <laughs> That's good while I go get chicken. Yeah. All right. By the way, if you don't know what halal means, it means it's a it's a Muslim way of preparing food. Uh, reading this from the Internet. Halal is an Arab- Arabic word that means permissible. In terms of food, it means food that is permissible according to Islamic law. For meat to be certified halal, it cannot be a forbidden cut, such as meat from hindquarters or animals, such as pork. The animal must be hung upside down and allowed to bleed dry. Interesting. That's cool that they would make uh, consideration, mm-hmm. uh, especially for a place that's like, you know, basically just a burger joint. Uh, unnecessary, but appreciated, I'm sure, by many people in the community. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Right, that's, one of, that's actually one of the things that I haven't brought myself to do yet, probably because I'm not much of a cook. But the amount of halal markets in my area, I'm just I just want to walk through and see oh, what yeah. there is. I just well, haven't I just haven't made a point to do it yet. A ton of meat. I mean, you know, a ton of meat. Um, uh, you know, uh, a lot of chickpeas, dates. That I remember. I worked. So when I my first job, I worked at the egg store, which is at eighty seventh and Ridgeland, right in, right outside of Bridgeview. It was technically a home, but Bridgeview, which is very Polish and very Arabic. So those were kind of the foods we had there, and I learned a lot about the like the Middle Eastern way of cooking and the way of the sort of items they they that, that those people eat and lately i've started to try some of the food because i really you know like I, I always tell my parents are not they don't eat a lot of exotic things at all not that it's exotic but my mom like wouldn't even try it because she doesn't know what it is right it has to be something that she knows mm-hmm. so there's a place called sem sem and tinley which is almost like a middle eastern chipotle okay which is really cool like you walk through you like you pick your meat you pick your sauce blah 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 Mix it all up. Really, really good. And I, I'm starting to learn more about that kind of food. So if anyone has a recommendation, I'm looking for something spicy. Something spicy and saucy. So let me know. I'm fatpod at gmail.com. All right, we've got a double question here from the Facebook page. It's from Bob and Ray. Bob says, if I published a book called Scarred by Hot Pockets, the photographic <laughs> compendium of a late night snack gone bad, would you write the foreword? 
And then Ray says, dear a fat, I love eating pizza rolls right out of the oven, but they burn the roof of my mouth. What is your strategy? Bob, yes, Rick and I would be happy to contribute yes. to your photographic book of scarred uh, mouths. And Ray, this is a good question because I know I speak for Rick too. This is the one downside of, of, of pizza rolls because it is a literal bag of lava. And you don't want to wait once you, you know, you put them in the air fryer for 10 minutes. If you don't have an air fryer, it's like 20, 25 minutes in the mm-hmm. oven. You want to eat those bad boys right away. Here's what I do. And Rick, you can give your tips as well. I will bite off a corner of the pillow of the pocket, and then I'll squeeze it a little bit to release some of the steam that's stored up in that pizza roll. And you can actually see the steam come out. Then you got to blow on it a little bit, maybe 20, 30 seconds, and you should be good to go. The other thing is keep it, the first couple uh, pizza rolls, you got to keep on the side of your mouth. You know, you got to kind of chew it like, like chew it with an open mouth a little bit just to make sure you don't find a lava pocket. Um, But after two or three of eating them that way, the rest of them should be cooled down enough. But to me, the move I make every time is you bite that corner off, which is mostly just dough, and you allow some of the steam to release, then then you should be safe. Yep, that's, that's exactly what I do bite off one of the corners i don't necessarily go for the squeeze move although i might have to try that now but i will blow on uh blow into that open corner for a couple seconds then kind of pause for a couple seconds and then i will take that bite reflect thank yeah. the gods for the meal they've given you <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, my buddy so, brian reckon yeah he my buddy brian got in on this uh you know he answered ray's question on the facebook and said ranch Absolutely not. No. Cannot recommend uh, pizza on ranch. Brian, you are a monster. Uh, or ranch on pizza. That's not true. What did I say? Pizza on ranch? I mean, technically the same type of thing. Or, or that place, Pizza Ranch, <laughs> which I won't try out of, out of principle. Right. <laughs> but I always see them like, Rick, I don't know. I don't watch Bulls games. But uh, <laughs> they always show those ads on Hawks games for Pizza Ranch. Have you ever seen or been to a Pizza Ranch? I've not. I didn't know that was a thing. A ranch. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a chain pizza place. Like, it looks like in a similar mold to CeCe's okay. pizza. Um, yeah, not interested. Yeah, same. I, I don't Yeah, I don't need buffet-style pizza. Sorry. That's just not my thing. All right. This question comes from Sploderman, who said, What's your favorite discontinued dipping sauce? He offered up Wendy's barbecue sauce or McDonald's Szechuan sauce? Oh, man. Okay. See, great. Maybe someone will remember this now. And maybe I'm delusional, but I, I I will go to my grave swearing this is true. When Chicken McNuggets came out, when they were first released, they were marketed as like sweet and sour chicken, like like Chinese food. They had Chinese writing on the box. The commercial, again, this is the early 80s probably, had like Chinese acrobats on the commercial. Maybe it was tied to the Olympics, but Chicken McNuggets were originally marketed as Asian food. Someone has to verify this for me. I know I'm not crazy. I know I didn't make this up. And the fact that he mentioned the Szechuan sauce, I think that's a hint towards me being correct. I remember that. Otherwise, what was the Szechuan sauce for? That's the question. As far as discontinued sauces go, though, yeah, I think the Wendy's barbecue is going to be it. I think that's that's probably it. 
because most of the ones I use are still there. Like the McDonald's barbecue, the McDonald's honey, uh, the BK barbecue sauce, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that the the Wendy's barbecue sauce is the one I probably miss the most. But yep. I, I get spicy nugs now so often, so and I don't usually sauce those up. Oh, interesting. Okay, because I'll still put some now. The thing is, if I get spicy nugs and I ha- and like let's say I'm bringing them home, uh, then I have two different barbecue sauces that I use based on what I'm eating. One is a spicier barbecue sauce, and one's just more of like a sweet barbecue sauce. So for that, I would use the sweet barbecue sauce a little bit. I have like a, a Jim Beam spicy barbecue sauce, which is actually pretty excellent. I was surprised. It was one I got as like a gift because if you want to talk about fat gifts, I got barbecue sauce as a gift. So <laughs> <That's great. laughs> yeah, I think it was my mother-in-law who like just straight up admitted. She's like, I honestly don't know what to get you. And I was like, you don't have to get me anything. It's fine. I'm like one of those where no matter what, they just, they truly don't believe you when you say that, even though you do mean it for like a birthday or Christmas or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, so I got barbecue sauce. It's actually pretty delicious, but yeah, the Wendy's barbecue sauce is 100% the answer because like now it's like now it's a little more runny than it used to be. And yeah. Runnier barbecue sauces are generally not my thing on the whole. I like them to have a little bit of substance to them. If nothing else, just so it's less of a mess when you're eating it on a burger or on some sort of sandwich. Yeah. I, you know, Wendy's has this this trend to fix things that aren't broken. Yes. Like reinventing their fries or whatever. Uh, stop. It, everything was fine. You don't need to change stuff all the time. Just be Wendy's. You mm-hmm. can add stuff, but stuff that's not doesn't need fixing, don't fix. Right. Come on now. It's ridiculous. All right. I got an email here from Craig. He says, while listening to your latest podcast, I had the idea. I thought it might be cool if people wrote with the funniest restaurant names they've seen. Years ago, I was in Michigan, up near Muskegon. On the edge of town, there was a tiny drive through called Hot and Now. The name still makes me laugh. I also put this up on Twitter, blah, blah. But thank you, Craig. Uh, so I looked up Hot and Now. The last Hot and Now is in Sturgis, Michigan. The one that was in Bay City, Michigan, uh, burned down in 2016. It's a cool-looking building. It reminds me of something you would see in the movie Cars. Mm-hmm. It's like a triangular-shaped building with a uh, kind of a unique-looking drive through like a canopy drive through Oh. And it's got, like, remember when Wendy, Wendy's had the... Like the weird windows on the outside that were like, uh, like greenhouse windows kind of. Yes, yes. it kind of has that look to it, as well. I can't find a menu, but it looks like your basic burger place. Uh, but you're talking about uniquely named places. Matt Spiegel always used to wear a hat from a place called Come and Go. Yep. K U M, N G O. Uh, so that, that as soon as I read that email, I thought of that. But yeah, come and go. But Hot Now is a good name for a place too. And I think the one we just talked about, Bumper to Burger, is a pretty creative name as well. You got any come to mind for you, Rick? Um, no, I'm lame on this one. I don't have anything. Yeah, I'm going through the Rolodex, and mind you, it's it's a lengthy Rolodex here. But I'm not getting anything that comes up as really creative. I actually, I kind of like some of them that are just blunt, where it's like, there's one, Food. In, yeah, there, there's one, <laughs> there's one in West Chicago that was a pizza place where it's like, it's just similar concept to Little Caesars with the hot and readies. 
it was ba- I think it was instead of hot like hot now or whatever the other one was it was like ready now or something like it was something like that i kind of appreciate those that just own what they are i always love when you go to like a do you have a pete's market by you yeah uh the grocery store they they usually will just like i mentioned the place the egg store they will usually stock their restaurants based on the demographics of the area they're in so if there's a lot of hispanic people they'll have a lot of those sort of there's a a brand of I don't know if it's from Mexico or whatever. The brand is food. F-U-D. That's awesome. <laughs> so it's like food bologna, food cheese, food hot dogs. F-U-D. Maybe the worst name ever because I look at it and it's like, I just don't want to eat that. Yeah. And then I think of the place on Parks and Rec, Ron uh, Swanson's favorite place, food and stuff. <laughs> That's good. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Food and stuff. Send us uh, yours, everything, anything that we're missing that maybe you've seen at I'm Fat Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash I'm Fat Pod, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. Also, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you have not, and tell a friend because we're always looking, we're always looking to expand. Tell a fat. Tell, <laughs> tell a fat. Okay. You this see w- a fat guy at the store, but hey, hey, do I have the podcast for you? Well, it's called the Amphat Podcast. Then just run away. Well, okay. And he'll so, chase you down in his rascal scooter. <laughs> so the thing that we that we used to do that uh, of just like kind of looking around and being like, boy, that person's probably a P1 of the podcast. Yes. Yeah, Colleen's adopted that now. <laughs> so like we'll we'll be out somewhere and she'll be like, Hey, uh that I think that person listens to your podcast. And I'm we like, get business cards or something. You know, like with little QR codes on them and just hand them to fat people. Would they be like three strips of bacon that have just been like cut off? And- <laughs> yeah. 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 We got, well, just like you mentioned um, the, uh, the the uh, bumper to burger where they toast their logo mm-hmm. on the bun. We can get like some jerky and we can t- we can sort of brand our logo and the QR code on a piece of jerky and hand it to people. Oh, and now we're see. Now and we're I know thinking. a jerky guy. Of course you do. Yeah. Hey, we all have our connections. All right. I love love this question from Bobby, which is good because Bobby's a good friend of mine, but Bobby has sent in a lot of really crappy questions or questions that we answered like 20, 25 episodes ago. He's also a normie, so I kind of grade on a curve for him, but I I hope Bobby listens to this. He said, if you could have a burger named after you, what would be included on that burger? That's a really good question. I mine's mine's pretty simple. I want bacon, cheddar, and a giant onion ring. And barbecue sauce. Yes. That would be the Jay Zawaski burger. Like a you know, like a uh so top the entire thing mm-hmm. with a big onion ring that covers the into every bite of the burger. Nice. That would be perfect for me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker too for a good barbecue burger. The thing I will do though to, to differentiate mine. Give me the burger. Give me chorizo. Oh. Put some pepper jack over that. Oh. So that you're kind of just letting all the grease from the chorizo mm. just sit within itself and just all that flavor is going to be there. Give me onion yeah. straws instead of the one big giant onion ring. Okay. So I know I'm kind of doing, it's almost like a, 
Tex-Mex barbecue type thing that I'm doing here. But yeah, and then I'm trying to think of what style of barbecue sauce I would want for this. Because the only thing that really throws it off and makes it not a barbecue burger is the chorizo. But it's an extra meat. Meat's great. So whatever. Right. I think that on a burger, a thicker barbecue sauce tends to work better. Mm-hmm. Just in my personal experience. Yes. Even though I do, like I said, I prefer the more vinegary style on, on when I'm eating barbecue. But as far as putting barbecue sauce on a burger, I needed to have more of a thickness to it. Because you're down with the thickness? Yeah, and three C's thick. Okay. So, uh, yeah, by the so way, I think that's mine. Yeah, that sounds good. Speaking of chorizo, mm-hmm. this morning I made uh, chorizo and egg tacos for breakfast. Okay. Chorizo is tough to cook. Is it? It's just, well, it's, here's the thing. And I, I haven't done it before, so I made the mistake of, I didn't put oil in the pan and hopes like you should have oiled the pan because now it, everything's stuck. I'm like, well, yeah, but chorizo on its own is already so oily. Mm-hmm. That I was afraid if I added another sort of oil to it or butter to it, it was going to be even worse. So it did burn to the pan a little bit. But what I was able to salvage, put in a bowl, mix up some scrambled eggs, and then just dump the chorizo in with the scrambled eggs. And it turned out awesome. But I need to find a better way to like cook the chorizo where the where the oil and the grease doesn't burn to the uh, skillet. I don't have a nonstick pan. I should probably get one, yeah. but we don't have one. We just have basic like cast iron, or whatever it is. Not cast iron, but uh, like stainless steel mm-hmm. pans. So if anyone has a suggestion on how to cook chorizo, and this came in like um, this is like a tube of chorizo. It was so I had to like kind of squeeze it out like toothpaste and then chop it up while it was cooking. Because we wanted just little kind of flakes of chorizo in there, not big hunks of it. So if anyone has any tips on how to prepare chorizo better for next time, let me know. It turned out great, but there was a lot of smoke. There was a lot of burning, and I, I feel like I may have ruined the pan. <laughs> so, we'll other see. than that, though, it went pretty well. Yeah, other than that, it was delicious. So email us, imfatpod at gmail.com. All right, got an email here from Scott Indicator. He says, guys, love the show. I'd like to know... If cookies can have too much filling, no. I bought a pack of double stuff EL fudge cookies, good move by you, mm-hmm. and my non-fat wife, congratulations, says she didn't like them because there was too much fudge filling. I, on the other hand, could combine two of the cookies together and not miss a beat. I, I have heard this before, that there's too much filling. My wife has said this. Like, I don't like, she doesn't like double stuff Oreos or beyond. Oh. Uh, and she thought, but she did think that double stuff EL fudge were really good. So I've heard it before. I don't think so. I think the whole reason you're eating that is for the cream, is for the filling. Right. And the more of it, the better, in my mind. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I mean, you know, if you, if they did like a triple, then that may be a little much. Also, just in terms of stability, that might be a little rough on the old eel fudge cookie if you decided to go triple, but I think that double is really well done. And also just because that chocolate is like so rich that that's where, that's where to me, it differs a little bit from like with the Oreo cream, you could give me like the biggest ones of those, the mega stuff. And I'm still golden. I, I still, if I make the choice at the store, I go double stuff because I have to having to take the wife into account as well. But yeah, if there was much more than the double stuff for the EL fudge cookie, I could understand that a little bit. But the double stuff is just perfect. It's so good. Yeah, I've not tried to do the double stuff, double EL fudge. So the quad stuff, EL fudge, because like you said, it is enough to me that it's just right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I got to try it. 
But yeah, I, I just I can't. Our guy Rush Schneider, by the way, yeah, recommended Oreo Thins to us. Uh, he he he's being furloughed at the moment for such a suggestion. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> We'll bring you back as our non-paid producer next week. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> right. yeah, I, I guess we can. I guess we can do that. But you know, as much as the double versions of all these foods have made our lives a lot better, I want to tell everybody how they can also make their own lives better with the support that we've been getting from Manscaped. The I'm Fat Podcast is now brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience you know we've all had issues with that area before in trying to keep everything copacetic well what manscaped has now is the lawnmower 3.0 it's a third generation trimmer it has a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents so that millions of balls can be nick free thanks to the advanced skin safe technology I've used it myself. I can vouch. Very, very good. There's, they've also upgraded it to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Very subtle. You're not going to wake anybody up or anything like that. It's just a high quality, quiet trimmer that's right there for you. And hey, with the weather outside right now, if you're trying to keep everything as kosher as possible, the crop preserver, your deodorant for down there is really great along with everything that they have at Manscaped. So if you go to manscaped.com right now, use promo code I'm fat, you get 20% off your order and free shipping. The free shipping is always key, especially now because shipping has been kind of an issue lately with a lot of different places. So you get the free shipping, you get 20% off with promo code I'm fat. There's a line of products that Manscaped has as well. They have the performance underwear to try and help you out, especially when it's this hot outside. They have the magic mat that they send you, which is just a logistical thing that is really great to have for when you're using the Manscaped line of products. Also the crop reviver, which is toner and refresher. If you're coming home in the middle of the day, just need a quick, Hey, how's your father? Go right back out the door to your next task. It's really great, high-quality stuff. We've said it before on the podcast. We're not going to advertise something that we don't believe in ourselves or have used ourselves, and I believe in what's going on with Manscaped. So once again, manscaped.com, promo code IMFAT. You get 20% off and free shipping. So please make sure, go do that. It helps us out. And it'll help yourself out because it knocks something off of, I'm sure, your list that you'd rather just not have to think about. Get it done. It'll come with in great packaging, actually, by the way. It's almost like it almost felt like we were getting like a phone or one of those toy reveals that people do online. Like <laughs> yeah. the quality that they send to you is top notch. So manscaped.com promo code I'm fat for 20 percent off and free shipping. Yeah, the quality of the uh, products is second to none. I was not shocked, but uh, I had heard about it, and when I opened it up and saw it, I was like, "Holy cow! This is this is one of the nicest trimmers I've ever used in any way, shape, or form." So, mm-hmm. very much enjoying Manscaped. All right, got an email here from Corey. He says, "Gentlemen, love the show. Uh, question pertains to fast food. This is kind of on our sauce question. What specialty sandwich do you wish could make a permanent return to the menu?" 
He says, I'm in my early 40s and had the opportunity to enjoy early day Hardee's. The best burger ever was the ultimate bacon cheeseburger, two patties on a hoagie bun, white and yellow American cheese, three strips of bacon and mayo. I have fond dreams of that burger. I've never had that, but can I vote for that? Yeah, seriously. I haven't had <laughs> that, that sounds either. sounds amazing. I was just yeah, going to never... say something similar. Just like give, I know it was permanent for a while, but I think it's gone away again. I know, you know, Burger King isn't necessarily any of our first choices, but the rodeo cheeseburger was great. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's a good call. All right. I have a question for you on this. Okay. It is a taco a sandwich. Just say yes, like an answer to question. Sure. Bring back the double decker taco, you asses, at Taco <laughs> Bell. You have all the things you need to make it. It's a hard shell taco, a soft shell taco, beans, meat and cheese. You can make that. Why take it off the menu? And I try, I'm like, hey, do you guys still make the double decker? No, we don't. Well, uh, could you just make me one? I'll pay whatever for it. No, we can't do that. Wow. Why? Why eliminate that from the menu, Taco Bell? That's what I want back. The double-decker taco sandwich. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm still mad about it. It's been like a year. And every time I pull up, I'm like, well, I can't get a double-decker, so i got to find something else I want, which is fine because it's all the same. Right. But <laughs> it just infuriates me. Like, why? Did they just, like, pick an item out of out of a hat? To eliminate it? <sighs> so frustrating. All right. Along the same lines, because we're on a sandwich kick, Brandon wants to know, why aren't there double and triple chicken sandwiches just like there are burgers? Oh, my God. Can you imagine that at Popeye's? I mean... You couldn't <laughs> could get your mouth around it. No. I mean, KFC <laughs> did have the double decker. Did? Oh, Yeah. Yes, they did. I mean, that's maybe the way you have to do it is you make the chicken the bun. Yeah. I mean, you. so for it to work, you'd have to go to a place with a, with a smaller chicken patty, I think. Maybe not, though. The like, double if down, you, not the double decker, the double down. Double down, right, yes, thank you. Uh, thanks for re-triggering me on that um, with the <laughs> double decker reference. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, could you... If you ordered a spicy chicken from Wendy's, mm -hmm. if you got two of those, would it be feasible if you put them on the same bun? I think you could do that. It depends on you would have to get a pretty even piece of chicken because some of the pieces of chicken that are more even, I would say yes. Some of them, though, where it like starts out really thin and then bulges towards the other end, that could be a little problematic. So they would need to be pretty, pretty even in that regard. Okay. But I think it's possible. Well, I will say this, though. I have had the experience at Wendy's where sometimes one end of the chicken is real thick and then it slims out towards the middle. Mm -hmm. If you got two of those, you can sort of make it like a yin-yang where oh. <laughs> you put the skinny pieces over each other and have the fatter pieces on the outside. Then you have a nice even piece. This sounds like an experiment I should do because I think Wendy still has the two for five spicy chickens going on. Do they really? I think so. I haven't seen that change. I haven't been there in a, I mean, it's been at least three days since I've been to Wendy's. And I don't think it's changed since then. <laughs> no, actually, Wendy's has been one of the more, like, insanely busy places by my house. Where, like, the other day, I think it was uh, Thursday, we're out looking for lunch. 
it was 345. We had like a late start to the day, whatever. Mm-hmm. 345. Could not get. It was 10 cars deep at Popeye's, 10 cars deep at Wendy's. I was like, what is going on? Why is everyone eating right now? But Wendy's, like, since this has happened, has been on just perpetually long lines. But, you know, it's worth it because two for five spices. Come on. Right. Uh, is it my turn or yours? It is yours. Okay. Robert says, uh, actually, Bobby, sorry, he he unformalized his name in his signature. He says, love the podcast. Listen to 12 episodes in a row on a road trip to Colorado. Thank you for that, wow. Bobby. Appreciate that. not that, that interesting. But yeah. <laughs> How many guardrails did you run into? <laughs> he says, question, <laughs> if you were in charge of a restaurant kitchen, what three dishes would you most be most confident in preparing for customers? Got anything? Because I got a couple I could think of. That I could make? No, me. You can make three things. I'm confident there's three things in the world you can make. Do I have an air fryer? <laughs> <laughs> you have an actual fryer. You probably have a fryer. True. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then I could probably make some pretty mean mozzarella sticks. So, and who would be upset about that? Nobody. Nobody. Okay, I could make, I could probably do a burger. Okay. And uh, something else I can fry. See, yeah, I could probably do I, like wings. Eh, wings can be tough though at times. See, so. I see you in a restaurant role, Rick. You would be the creative spirit. You'd be the guy who'd be like, make this. Mm-hmm. Here's my vision for an item. Like like the way you described your burger. Yes. Tremendous. Right? You put a lot of thought into it. It works uh, mechanically and, and flavor-wise. I think you'd be good at that. I know you're not the best cook in the world, but I would like to see you come up with a menu okay. for a restaurant. I think you would, you could do a really good job at that. If I had to prepare three dishes, there's three things I'm fairly confident I do pretty well. I know it's not hard to make spaghetti, but I have a knack for getting the pasta just right. Um, and I also will serve it with garlic bread and Italian sausage. Um, that's like that's the number one full meal that I make the best. Every time I make it, it turns out perfectly. Um, and to me, a big part of being good at cooking is having things finish at the same time, so everything is served hot. Okay. That's that can be a challenge sometimes. Like oh, I'm like this is done, but this isn't done yet. I'm good at getting all three things done at once. Second thing, I know it's not difficult. To make grilled cheese, but I think I do a really good job at making grilled cheese where I get all the things melted, get everything hot without burning the bread. That's a big deal. Yeah. I get all the cheese melted. I get whatever protein, if you want to do a hot ham and cheese or a grilled ham and cheese, whatever, I can do a good job with getting it getting it cooked through, hot all the way through without burning the bread. That's number two. Number three, air fryer pizza rolls. Yep. I'm a master wish, at that. I, You know, I wish there was... I I would really like to... And I said this, like, okay, my quarantine thing is I'm going to learn how to perfect a few food dishes. Yeah, I still haven't done it. I gotta... I just... it's hard, I'm having trouble finding motivation. Like, just... Seriously, that's been my big issue. With not even just, like, one specific thing like that, but just sitting at home, everything's the same. Just in general, like motivation period is just kind of tough and maybe that reflects on me more than anything but 
It is. Even when I have like literally nothing else to do, there's a couple days where I'm like, eh, screw it. I'm going to watch like five episodes of The Sopranos. Right. And that's what I end up doing instead of like, oh, yeah, I thought of like the night before I'll think of, oh, I could do X, Y or Z. No, I just end up, you know, staying doing what I'm doing or the lack thereof. Yeah, it's been tough. And I I thought like eventually it would get a little better. You know, like I thought it would get a little easier and I would feel a little more motivation. But I'm just kind of like, I guess I found a little bit of motivation in my outdoors. Like I've been spending time with my garden um i just bought a i mentioned we got our patios we've been doing stuff for that i just bought like a bee house for my garden it's like a looks like a birdhouse but it's full of like little hollowed out wood tubes and there's like acorns in there it's a place for bees to settle in to help your garden so i'm, I'm kind of getting into that sort of stuff but some of the things i set out to do uh when i knew i was going to be stuck at home for months uh i have not done i'm a little disappointed in myself all right i've got one more email to get to okay this one comes from Austin. He says, please settle a debate for us. My friend and I argue about whether a t-shirt in the pool should be worn for us fats. He thinks yes. I think no. The shirt doesn't hide anything. People know we're fat. Love the podcast. Where do you stand on this one, Rick? Yeah, I hate to middle it, but I really think it's a individual thing. Because there are some people I know that don't care. Whatever. They could be as big as they want. They're as hairy as they want. And they're just like, you know what? I'm going in the pool. Screw it. There are also some people that are just, they know they won't be able to enjoy themselves in the pool if they're constantly thinking about the fact that they don't have a shirt on. So that in that regard, I think it's too personal to make a blanket. So for as much as we make blanket statements on this podcast, yeah, that's one thing where it's just too personal to make a blanket statement for me, it kind of depends on the group uh, because some of my buddies from college that, you know, every once in a while, maybe once or twice a year, we'll get together and there you know, we'll be at a pool. Well, then I generally don't, but if it's more of a public setting, then I might, I don't know, honestly, because being to a true public pool, I haven't done that in a long, long time, but yeah, so I don't quite know how I would handle it. I started, uh, when we moved to home and we started going to a public pool and for a long time, I'm like, I'm just not going to get in because it was a hangout for me. And eventually I just sort of was like, you know, there's other fat people here and I'm not sitting here like looking at them being like, Oh, look how fat they are. Ew. Like I, I don't know. I think most people aren't really thinking that way. You know, it's like everyone's there kind of for the same reason. So I've gotten a little better about it. That said, I do make sure that my shirt and towel are strategically placed close to the exit of the pool. Mm -hmm. So when I get out, I can throw the towel on. I don't like taking the long walk from, you know, uh, Shay's lounge to pool shirtless. Right. I I try not to do that. Um, But I will say, like, when I get in the pool, the shirt is off. But as soon as I'm out, it's back on quickly. That's kind of where I'm at in terms of my self-consciousness of my fatness. Have you ever worn a shirt in a pool? I haven't. I, I don't like it. I don't like the way it I feels. Like it's real clingy. And I think I think it sort of calls attention to it. Because it's like, oh, why is that guy wearing a shirt? He must be big. Let me see how big he is. Like I, I've almost caught myself doing that. Like, does this person, is that person big enough to be self-conscious like i sort of think of it that way yeah like i have a friend i and a, a mutual i'm not going to name him you know him too 
Um, but he always wears a shirt in a pool. I'm like, dude, you don't need that. Like, you don't need to wear a shirt in a pool. You're yeah. fine. So I don't know. I I don't. But again, I'm I'm very very uh, I'm very conscious of where the closest bench is where I can put my towel and shirt for when I do get out. Uh, but I think you're right, Rick. That is a very personal choice. There's no wrong answer. Whatever makes you feel comfortable, go for it. So we want to know what you think about that or any of the other Ask Fat questions. And reminder, next week is going to be our June feedback episode. All the all the scraps, everything that Long John Silvers is promoting that we have <laughs> left on the floor for Ask a Fat questions, those are going to be coming back. All your questions for next week, so send them in at I'm Fat Pod facebook.com slash i'm fat pod and i'm fat pod at gmail.com also subscribe rate review the podcast those things help us out greatly in terms of the charts and tell a friend because we're always trying to expand the community that's what we want we need to draw on everybody's experiences so that we can all optimize our food and our life experiences and again check out our sponsors Dr. Squatch and Manscaped. Go to both of those websites. It's the same promo code, so it's nice and easy for you. For both of them, it's I'm Fat. So for Jay Zawoski, I am Rick Camp, and this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. At Simple Mobile, you get the no contract advantage. Those other mobile companies make you think you're in control, but you're really not. They lure you in with shiny new phones and then lock you into long-term agreements. But Simple Mobile is different. You can get a 30-day plan starting at $25. You can also get the latest smartphones, or if you have a compatible phone you love, you can bring it. Just text BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. It's the reliability you need when you need it. All on a powerful nationwide 5G network. With no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. All for less money and no contract ever. 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability and coverage and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speed not yet available. Message and data rates may apply. Visit simplemobile.com slash privacy policy for privacy policy. Service plan required for activation. Terms at simplemobile.com.